Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, a fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Kay Muse. And I'm Kay Drama Jen. And this is our October Patreon episode. So much fun. I can't believe we we survived September. Thank you everyone who was with us as we went through that. Um, of course, we had all the extra episodes and so hopefully you got to listen to them. We had a lot of fun recording them. And we also have some winners for our giveaways. Uh, we are going to be giving away some of our merchandise, some of our our stuff that K-Drama Jen acquired back on her trip this summer. And so it'll be coming your way. Our page, our winners are... Bleep, 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 bleep. But the fun part was seeing everyone's answers. Oh my gosh, that was <laughs> the best. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, this will be super easy. Everyone's going to get them all right. No. <laughs> and I guess I wasn't thinking, oh, you have had to have listened to all the episodes really for the last six years to really know all of them it's so uh, true some of our newer newer people that have joined since probably have not listened to the complete backlog yet so and we're going to go through some of the the questions and then some of the answers that we found it quite was hilarious. so much fun though wasn't it like it was it but was. It also really um eye-opening because some of our newer listeners apparently have been wondering because we refer to things all the time yeah and then they're like wait what it's like if you did not hear that one podcast or see that one comment (laughs) you have no clue so Um, we get to kind of clarify that today so that'll be yeah yeah and if that ever happens again feel free to go in discord or on patreon and just like text us what the heck are you guys talking about and we can explain and reference you back to probably the podcast that we discussed it you know that kind of stuff we're always happy to help that way but it was just funny all right Uh, so the first question is what is the drama that shall not be named and (laughs) the answer is dodo so so la la soul which is an annoying title to begin with um but some of the other ones were to make your service also a very horrible drama true that we just disliked but yeah, man, I, that drama just sucked. <laughs> it was really, really good right yeah, up until the last yeah. couple of episodes. But And I think the main reason, it's actually similar with Doom at Your Service. The reason that it's it felt so bad is because we had high hopes. Like, true, we were true. really enjoying it in the beginning. And then, of course, Doom at Your Service, we we just assumed it was going to be fantastic because it had such a great cast. Oh, one of my favorites was, shh, it cannot be named. (laughs) (laughs) And is this a trick question? D-D-S-S-L-L-S. I appreciate the abbreviations. Let's see. Oh, something in the rain. Yes, that is another very good answer. A one that should not be named and uh, i cannot name it it shall not be named here either i love that <laughs> so yes so it, it looked like doom of at your service was and it cannot be named were the second highest answers to that question so right. uh the one about me because we kind of took a question off each of us um so each of 
the fangirls got a question off of this. And of course, mine was fill in the KMU's saying it's not all flowers and blank. The answer is sausages. Some of the answers that were not doom at your service. I guess that was <laughs> a very popular in everyone's memory about how upset we were over this one. Abs. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, no. One second. I think I got into one person's specific. Okay. Uh, Fluffy Nutter, Hotties, Mains of Glory, Sunshine, Chocolate Habs, Serial Killers. I like that one. It's not all flowers and serial killers. I love that. That sounds like something I would like. Oh I would gosh. say that okay, does I, truly sound like it. I want that t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> uh, one of our people say sausages. However, I've been saying that for years. So I am now moving it to peaches and bacon. <laughs> Flower <laughs> boys, fairy or... dust, sunshine, That's piggyback great. rides. Oh, serial killers, killers, serial killers, rainbows, licked cookies. Oh, also a good <laughs> all, one. All great answers. I don't know. I really like that serial killer one. I know. I want that t-shirt. It's not all yeah. flowers and serial killers. Maybe we'll need to make a second mug that has that on as well. Yes. Currently, we just put in our store, um, dramas are not all flowers and and sausage Sausages. mugs and t-shirts. So if you want one of those, go into our store. But maybe we need flowers and serial killers because that, that is also a pretty awesome saying. A hundred percent. We amazing. will talk to the Maknae. That, that might need to happen. That's so good. All right, so C.L. Keita is mostly likely to come on an actor's what? And there's two answers that were the highest. Most people got it right with abs, because she does love a good pair or, well, to set on an of abs. Yeah. Uh, the second answer was hot serial killer potential. So oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. And it was a 52% to 48% split oh, wow. between those. So... Is that true? Does she come in on there? I mean, I know you and I do. I think they confused her a little with me. <laughs> but but she talks about um what was the drama that she loves that she rewatches every year? Come and hug me. Come and hug me. So she yeah. talks about come and hug me a lot. So Also, I mean, so you may for our listeners, I'm actually visiting CL Quito right now. I'm in her bed. Um, and I'm podcasting. so jealous. And so <laughs> the visiting, not necessarily the bed specific. Right. Part. Well, she's not in it right now because she's yes, at work. She is. She's but at work. Anyway, <laughs> I I was telling her about a drama um that has surprised me that I like it, which is the butt touching one. Um, yes. What is yes. it called? Behind oh, your touch. Behind your touch. And she said, Are there any hot serial killers? So it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that she would comment on Sarah. Yes, Hillary. yes. But I don't think everyone knows how much we love that drama. We're going to have to do an episode, just me and you, because that has become one of my favorite dramas of the Same. year. And I don't know how that happened. Me neither. I am shocked. And I'm trying to explain it to people. I'm like, okay, so you see there was a meteor and now she can see people's memories by touching their butts. And people are like, I'm done. Like, you can walk away now. Or they watched like the first two episodes, which I agree are a little disjointed and weird and quirky. I mean, I eventually found it charming, but I could see where people yes, would drop it. If sure. I wasn't super lazy and the remote was across the room, I probably would have stopped too. 
But I'm so glad I didn't because, oh my gosh, that has become one of my top dramas of the it's year. It's really good. It's I know. so enjoyable. Who knew that it would turn into a really solid story? I didn't. The next one was fill in the blank. K-Drama Den doesn't have a bias. She has a what? <laughs> and uh, I can't wait songs. to hear. I love one was a second husband. Him, <laughs> Wu Bin. See, Sam Gook, I think they got you confused with me. <laughs> I love him too. I love yes. him. Uh, I love this him. one. A fish tank. <laughs> a posse. Another good one. A harem. Oh. Of course, the answer is, is menagerie. Did anyone come up with menagerie? Yes, a couple awesome. people did. Uh, one has a boyfriend. <laughs> one was a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> you have a multiple guy fetish. Hey, now. I mean, who knows? Maybe that is also Let's a see. true answer. A stable of biases. A stable. I love yes. that. Yes. Uh, an obsession. <laughs> this was super fun. I love the one that said a husband. You do have that. <laughs> the best. And of course, Kim Woo Bin was on multiple answers. So that was a good one. And then Harem was on a couple of the answers. So that was a good, that was really good. All right. The next question was. The last question was about Drama Geek, right? Which, which. Um, yes. Yes. Or was it, or was it the Maknae? Did we get one for the Maknae? I guess we didn't get one for, for the Maknae. I don't know why. She's the one that gave me the questions. So I was that's the one probably that, why. Okay, so I came up with the questions. Yeah, and she just sent it to me. Her. And then, um, and probably because I was talking to her, I didn't come up with one for her. Oh, no. All right. So, Maknae, we apologize. I mean, it could be as simple as, like, what's the drama that she gets harassed about for loving? <laughs> that's true. See, people that, know that one. That would be airs for anyone who's wondering. Yeah, which is also going to be talked about in this today's topic. Correct. Which is awesome. And that is why I brought it up. But we should wrap this up right. because so we drama have a lot. geek. Hers was what type of drama does she drop halfway through? And the answer is historical Chinese dramas or just Chinese dramas in general. For sure. To be perfectly honest, but specifically fantasy historicals. But I think one person got that. The other ones were a boring one, a bad one, historicals, sports dramas. <laughs> Let's see. The kind were old man politic. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Medical dramas. Long segooks. Romances. Yep. Secondhand embarrassment. That is the Mockney. She's the, the one that can't do the secondhand embarrassment. For sure. Good ones. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's shade being thrown at Drama Geek right there. Let's see. Time travels. Sea dramas. So I guess two people got it right. The um, the person who said sea drama and then historicals. and But also politicking old Chinese men. Ones. I mean, for oh, sure yeah. she hates yeah. those. So That's hilarious. Oh, long palace or political heavy. So yeah. some, some people have obviously been... Uh, following us for a while so they know they're in the this know super fun so I yeah just... so oh. that was that and obviously 
uh, we need the Machne because she keeps us on track and is the technical one that gets all of the little details on point. Whereas we're the fly by the seat of our pants people. And, <laughs> you know, I think it's funny because I was looking at the outline, outline for today and it's just you and I. And we're it's definitely long... not the ones that write out the long outlines with all the, the long details list of just and, dramas. Like, and who, who talks next and yeah. where it is in the point. And we're just oh, like, gosh. it's a list. That's all we have. And we're <laughs> just going to talk gonna go. about it, guys. It's, and, and, you know, yes. And the fact that we've, you know, spent a lot of time talking about the answers to these questions um, also indicates that this is just what we do. Yeah, we're not the ones who are that make the list for our everyday lives. No, I don't. I especially don't. At least you're a little bit more organized than I am. I'm all like, whatever I feel like in the moment. That's what (laughs) that's what we're doing. Okay, so I have to say that, yes, I actually I definitely am a list maker and I do like. I do like a good checklist. I do like a good schedule. But, but not when, when it, it comes to the podcast and dramas. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Like when I'm talking dramas, um, half of the time it's like stream of consciousness. Like we talk about exactly. something I'm like, oh my gosh, that remember reminds me of blah, blah, blah. And then before we know it, we're off talking about, you know, a drama from 2010. Or and- touching butts. Or touching butts, yeah. Because <laughs> guess what? Was that in the outline? No. It no, it was wasn't. <laughs> but, I mean, the opportunity to talk about butt-touching drama is, like, hard to pass up well, because... I'm so excited you're watching because I've been trying to convince people to watch and all the other fangirls are like, you are an idiot. And I'm like... But it's good. But it's butts. <laughs> yes. I mean, it. It and also it's entertaining to see how she's going to, like, touch people and figure out how to do it without Stealthy, being... like, yes. without being a pervert. Yes. Even so, though she tries that once. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. For what you all were waiting for, we have our giveaway winners. We chose one from the survey that we sent out to all our patrons. And we took a randomization system and found our winner. And the winner from the survey is Reluctant K-Drama Fanatic. We will be contacting you shortly. And also, we picked two people just randomly from our whole Patreon list. And because we wanted to make sure that everyone got a chance to win something and picked two winners. And those winners are Green Mom and Noelle. So we organize addresses and where to send your prizes. So thank you so much for participating. And we hope to have more giveaways soon. But anyway, so our topic today, are you ready? I'm so excited. We've been talking about this for months and it's finally here. Okay, so we are going to be talking about toxic dramas and why we watch them, because K-Muse and I are the most likely, I would say, to not be like to not shut off the show just because there's a little toxicity or little, uh, you know, uh, Stockholm syndrome or (laughs) wrist grabs or whatnot. Um, And we're there for all of the horrible tropes. We're there because like. Yeah. Book talk calls it like d- dark tropes or something like that. There's a term uh, for it. And I'm all like, oh, I would watch all those. <laughs> and I think like it's not, you know, it's not like, oh, we are, um, you know, 
this is any kind of reflection on who we are as people or oh no because we're super more conservative in our real lives (laughs) it's actually true but I would say that like there's something there's an entertainment factor and it's also I like to see um I think in some of these toxic dramas we get to see some really amazing acting and I am really drawn to that. I'm really drawn to when people are in these really difficult situations and the actors have to portray that. I find that really, um, I just admire that in actors and actresses. And so that's part of the reason. Um, and also, like, I don't know, like s- some of the things that we used to tolerate in dramas years ago, we don't tolerate now. Um, and because I've been watching dramas for gazillion years, I feel like maybe I have a higher tolerance for some of the toxicity. Oh, yeah, because we definitely did not grow up in the generation that thought, oh, this is toxic. We shouldn't have it on our entertainment. Right. Um, right. I mean, even or just I mean, the toxic styles are different on what's toxic because I'm like just started the seven escape or the escape of seven or whatever and that is insanely toxic but it's acceptable toxicity so it's just like different what you know like the the we used to call them the traditional jerk korean leads yes like those were just accepted back in the day they're a lot less accepted now yes Um, so just those kind of things. But even, I mean, like some of it is time, you know, changing with the times. Because remember, yeah. even like romance novels at one point, like they, I remember reading um, like the guidelines for writers and it was very clear that you could have like, you know, let's say it's like a Regency romance. You could have a rake um, as long as he's reformed. Right. And so yeah, he, it's like, he can't continue to be like a hoochie. Right. And so like he could have done bad stuff in the past and then the love of a good woman reforms him. But then you could have a villain who could be as horrible as you wanted him to be. Um, And that was really like the this whole time period. Um, And you see it in dramas like the early, you know, 2000, 2000, I would say like those 2010 kind of dramas. that was like the boys over flowers kind of time period. Um, And then we see just like some really toxic relationships as well. But anyway, so let's talk about um, how we're going to do this. Um, (laughs) We have like a list of dramas. Um, We can talk about individual dramas. We can talk about different couples. We could go all over the place like we usually do. Um, But I can see that you have divided them into three categories, which is making me laugh. So we have toxic dramas, the good, the bad, and the what the fudge did I just watch? The classic toxic dramas. So again, those would probably be like those 2010s-ish time period. Most of them, I I think maybe Heartless City and Winter the Wind Blows were the last of those ones. Yeah. And those and were then, like 211, 212 right this in there. This is cracking me up. Your final category, the so and Gook toxic trifecta um so we're gonna we're gonna have have to talk about so and gook's dramas just because you're right he's got some interesting well i didn't realize until i started going through my list and i just went through 
dramas I gave the highest ratings to. <laughs> and then I look through them and I'm like, is that toxic? Is that one toxic? And so this is the list that I came up with. And I was like, there's several Sangook dramas that are very toxic. And even the ones that I didn't put on the list are a little on the borderline toxic level. I mean, even 1998, I mean, he's in a love triangle with his brother. That's a little toxic. True. You know, true. he it's edgy. But I do <laughs> so, love it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about Sangook because I can. Sure. Hey. Let's do it. All, All right. right. So let's start with like let's start with like the good, the bad, and the what the fudge did I just watch group. And these are ones that are a little bit more current. Um yeah. so if you're a more, more recent, more modern drama watcher, you probably are aware of quite a few of these. So All right. Yeah. So the first one you have on the list is it's okay to not be okay. Let's talk first of all about do you want to talk like a little bit about what the drama is about or yeah, uh let me pull up my uh MDL list just to make it for easier finding so we're not you know meandering all over the place all the time. This is a pretty recent drama. This is the one where he's kind of like the therapist with the brother, right? Yes, so we have um, Moon Gang Moon Gangte lives with his older brother Moon Sangte, and the older brother is uh, a person with autism. They move from town to town because um, so years ago, Sangte witnessed their mother's murder, and Gangte works as a caregiver in a psychiatric ward. Um, so while he each place they settle, he finds a, he finds work. And then while working in the hospital, he meets a famous children's book writer, Ko Moon Young, who is rumored to have antisocial personality disorder. Well, and I think like the biggest toxic aspect of this is 100% her. Oh, yeah. Well, 100% her and then also his inability to not crave that relationship i mean yeah. she has red flags everywhere there is Blastered nothing all about her, her that's not a huge flashing neon sign that says abort abort and but he just can't he can't give her up <laughs> so uh it's it's an interesting relationship and it is with the background of a bunch of mental health issues and I appreciated that there were some conversations about mental health and mental health issues. Maybe not enough to deal with why they're in a relationship or their own personal health issues, I feel, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I never got the sense that they had dealt with their respective mental health enough to be in a healthy relationship. And the so the actors we have uh, Kim Soo Hyun who I mean you know from My Love from Another Star and various other things but um, and I I love him and I was really I remember when this came out I was like yes I have missed seeing him on my screen he's very very good and I think that this was a this was a good role for him because it did challenge him. Um, 
I actually thought that she was fantastic in this. So she, this, it's um, oh, so, so Yeji, and yes. uh, she was. It's interesting because I've gone back and forth with this, but well, she was she came really out right after though too about being like kind of a toxic diva. Right. <laughs> like it was the whole same time. There was and a so whole kind piece. of it. Yeah. The her yeah. personal life piece. Yeah, she was yes. so good in Save Me, um, that I she really really um, because if you remember, she was also in Diary of a Night Watchman. Yeah, and I don't think I loved her in that at all, but I did like her in Save Me. I thought she was very good. So, in was it's okay that to, her. It was yeah. Oh, for some reason, I was thinking that was like Crystal or somebody. It, in Diary of a Night Watchman. So this is the one. See, we're doing it again. So if anyone hasn't seen it, um, she was in, okay, let's see. She was definitely in, um, yes, she was the one in Diary of a Night Watchman. Okay. I just guess I didn't realize that was her. Was the daughter of the prime minister. So, mm. yes. Okay. So again, see, she like, she really caught my eye and saved me. And then I thought she was fantastic in this. Then there was a bunch of like personal stuff going on and she was in a relationship with, and I'm going to do it again because I can't remember names. I was it's like the guy from uh, Mr. Queen. Yeah. Isn't it? I, I was thinking it was the one or my t- Mr. Do you Queen? remember the one that had, to, we were watching that drama yeah, it's and the then same he guy. had to leave. What's his name though? Wasn't it time something time? Yes, he was also in Crash Landing. He was? Yeah, he was the second lead guy. All right. I was thinking he was in one of those, um, like a a school, one of the school shows. Like, anyway, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Probably have to. Oh, no, but now we have to look. (laughs) Kim Jong-hyun. That was him, wasn't it? No. He was in Mr. Queen, Crash Landing with You. He was in Time. Time was the one where he stopped... Yes, he, he had left to leave. the drama because of mental yeah. health issues. Like, and he, they said it he's was like, because I'm of her. so. No, he was rude in Crash Landing to on you in the press conferences because uh, supposedly she didn't want him to be overly friendly with the actresses. But and I that's think... what it was. Yes. To okay. work on some mental health problems. But didn't we first he see came him back in... lately? School 2017. Yeah, I was going to say, okay, so he was in school 2017. And wasn't he, wasn't he, he was the bad in, guy in the one with the really The tall... rebel thief who stole yes, the people. He was yes, the bad guy. One. Yeah. Yes. So that's when we first saw him. We and we like, love him as an actor. And it yes. seems like he's he's still okay. He's withered the scandal. So it looks like he's still making dramas. Okay. So we talked about It's Okay. We should probably talk. Do we want to talk more about It's Okay to Not Be Okay? I would just say that wasn't one of those that I felt I'm committed to as this is one of my die on this mountain toxic dramas, but I did enjoy it. I have to say that uh, I did enjoy their dra- this drama. I What I liked about it was that she was flawed. The characters were flawed and yet they still were able to kind of come together and and find 
um, a flawed love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were able to at least, yeah, like, and it's okay. Like they're flawed, but it's okay. Cause we all are. So I kind of appreciated this drama for that reason. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So the next one I put on there, it is one of our favorite I love it. dramas. So good. Till the end of the moon, we have our first Chinese drama on our list. And this is a recent one that uh, K-Drama Jen and I just finished. And so we toxic. have a whole podcast about it it's so and toxic. our love. But this drama was toxic as I'll get. Like, I was I was in the car the other day thinking about what dramas I was going to put on this list. And, of course, this one was one of the very top ones. And I was thinking, it'd be like if some girl decided to go back to kill Hitler and instead fell in love with him yeah, and changed, kind of. the, and changed the history. Well, because he killed all of humanity. Right. I mean, he killed everyone. He, he killed everything, everyone. And then she goes back in time to, to murder him and instead falls in love. But it's kind of the same thing. It's true. It's it is. true. And, and, it's... and put like that, you're like, oh, that's not good. No. But that's what we watched and we loved it. Oh. And I mean, there are so many scenes in this that are just so messed up. I mean, like there are there's not enough red flags to cover. I know. This show I mean, the amount like, of red so flags it deserves. Like, he's her captive, then she's his captive, then they and they know. murder each other, and they, yes. and they love each other, and then and then he burns they... for her, and then oh my gosh, yes. And we talk you if you want to hear details, just go oh, listen yeah. to that podcast. But I have to say. Yes, it was a toxic drama, but it was so entertaining. So good. Epic. Like just. And then so while we're on the subject of Chinese dramas, though, I just want to mention the super like swoony, toxic relationship that was in the drama that we just watched um, that just finished. And I cannot remember the name of it. But it's the one, you know, with the with the demon. With the demon. Oh, um in the blood bugs. It's not Journey to You. It's um there's too many Chinese dramas with the white hair and he's the demon and she has oh, yeah. the three suitors. And is he's like they're like insanely hot together. Yes. And she pretends to be a guy for a long time. I lost mean, she you forever. Actually, I think is Lost You Forever. Yes. Lost You Forever season one. Season two is supposed to hypothetically be coming out February, Marchish, which I can't wait for because I, I know really loved this drama. But just I mean, there were a lot of toxic things, but the relationship she had with that with the demon, super toxic. I mean, and I was still swooning. I mean, he dropped so, her from like always the top of a. Yeah, I mean, he hurt her, and I was still like. Yeah, but he's a demon and, you know. Well, and she felt the same because she kind of kept, like, wanting more. <laughs> yeah, it, it was so bad, yet so good. <laughs> so anyway, these are recent Chinese dramas where I really felt conflicted because I felt like I should not want these two people to be together. And yet I was sort of rooting for them. So there yeah. you have it. So Lost You Forever um, is the one I wanted to mention just because 
we I watched it short like shortly after till the end of the moon and it kind of helped fill that toxic love spot in my heart so till the end of the moon left the largest void for me that was crazy it was an experience for sure all right so the next one we also discussed in detail in a previous podcast but the uh otp and the glory and and i'm saying otp loosely because again the romance was not the focus of the show but there was a definitely a romantic connection between them by the end and it was so toxic because they kind of fed on each other's toxic personalities and revenge things and then it doubled their own emotions towards that revenge and it was a really interesting dynamic and i kind of loved it like they like you said they were we didn't really get them necessarily as a they're not a happily ever after otp but they they fed off of each other and yeah. in the most toxic way. And that whole drama was brutal and and um, in some places difficult to watch. But it was so, so well done. So, again, we did talk about it at length. So, go well, listen. I just, yeah. I just remember thinking I felt bad for the guy the first couple episodes. Because he came across as just nice guy. And then suddenly, like, his you're toxic like, traits come out. And you're like, oh, oh. Okay, this is okay then. <laughs> They're kind of made for each other. They're kind of made for each other. Okay, I I feel so much better. She's yeah. not going to use this poor little innocent boy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, not really innocent. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes, go listen to that podcast if you want more details. That was a really fun podcast to record. And uh, now we're on to our next one, which <gasps> uh, I, I, I remember being were here. so excited for this drama buzz about this beforehand was huge yes i remember everyone was like looking at the screen caps that came out when they were filming in the u.s um we have a a friend that went and stayed at or went to the shower on the beach that he was filmed in and is like i'm standing in the same place Eamon ho was um so yeah there's like a lot of there was so much buzz so much buzz with airs and then the show came out and and again Iman Ho always does the typical Korean jerk that's that was his thing back in mm-hmm. the early 2010s was the typical Korean jerk that was his character where he would be the jerk and then finally kind of ease up a little and fall in love with a good woman Except this one, it just didn't work at all. Yeah, not for me at least. I just um. So, oh, did we mention that it's airs? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned the word airs. Okay, yeah. So in airs, I felt part of it was the connection with the with the female lead. Um. So it was. Don't come after us if you're a fan. I I like Pakshin Ye. I really do. Um, I just felt like this wasn't a good matchup and, um, not at all, you know, I watched it again though, after I harassed uh, the Makane about it. Um, and I think because my expectations were much lower, I actually enjoyed it because more like an ensemble cast, you know, like, because you get to see a lot of people that, um, sort of are now completely, you know, like leading men or leading women, um, 
some may remember one of the most toxic uh, people, which I absolutely loved, was in this particular <laughs> show. Um, what was that? I didn't hear that, Jen. Oh, I'm sorry. I think his name was <laughs> Kim Ben. So, um, how he, can you he not was him? he was like the absolute perfect bully. Yes, he was a bad hot, boy, hot and bully. But remember, he was a hot bully in um, school 2013, too. Yeah. He just I, plays a really hot bully. He does. Yeah, and for that matter, he's kind of like a jerk in the latest one he did, too. What was it called? The one where it was this futuristic one on Netflix? The the one that we reviewed? The, yeah. The Delivery yeah. Man one? Yes. He was kind of a jerk there, too. <sighs> I wouldn't say full all on bully, but with some bully tendencies. Anyway. Let's not not talk about my Kim Woo-bin that way. No, I'm just saying he's a really hot bully. He is. (laughs) I want to see him as a hot serial killer. I agree. Can we please? Yes. Where is his serial killer role? Let him be a serial killer. Like, it's acceptable now. It's There's a so lot good. darker dramas out there being made, so let him be a serial killer who falls in love or at least starts obsessing about someone. And I like it. Oh, yeah. like the person he's supposed to kill or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, now that we have written the script for Kim Woo Bin's next drama, which let's... is so much better than airs, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to other toxic dramas. Um, the one that's listed is. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Oh my god. It had gosh. to go on. It had it to come on this here. Super toxic. So um, there's a BL drama called Kin Porsche. We watched it. Um it's toxic. We're not gonna go into details. You gotta watch it for yourself because you cannot believe the absolute Mokjong toxicity that is this drama. But they were really pretty, and somehow they always managed to lose their shirts like three Even times while an episode. handcuffed to each other. Yeah, um, like they lost, they became shirtless while handcuffed to each other, and then had them back on in the next scene. It's like that is a physical impossibility without cutting off the shirt. I'm sorry, just it doesn't work that way. <laughs> but, yeah, but it was it was great fun. Super toxic though. Yeah, yeah. It's the kind of show where they're making out while all of their friends and underlings are being shot at around them, but they take that critical time of 30 seconds out to make out behind a pillar while everyone's so, being murdered. And it was, this was like mafia themed or something. Yes. So it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of shooting and whatnot. Yes. All right. The next drama I actually never um, watched. And I remember you guys watching it, um, but I didn't. And it's a beautiful mind. Yeah, I wish CL Kido was here because she, like, both of us watched this and it was like one of our favorites. And it's one of those that got uh, cut because it was back in the day where they would cut episodes out if the drama wasn't doing high enough. But it was so good. Uh, has 8.2 rating out of 10 on my drama list, which is really high considering, again, it's a drama that got cut. But the premise is that uh, Yong-ho is a genius neurosurgeon who just came back to Korea after finishing his studies abroad. He 
He's now working with his father, who is the head of the cardio center at this hospital. However, he is a, um, is it a psychopath that can't have empathy for others? Like he's, he is unable to have empathy for others. He's extremely sociopath. Is he like narcissist? Is it a sociopath? I can't remember which one it is. It might be sociopath. So he literally has no empathy or feelings for other people. He mimics emotions and they hide this so he can be the surgeon because in reality, like you want your surgeon to at least care whether you win, live or die. And just he doesn't. And so there's a lot of ethical questions that get brought forth because of this. Uh, but there is a traffic policeman who sees a murder in front of her. And uh, this is played by the girl from the four princes. Cinderella oh, I was going to say princes. the one that the, the Machne really likes. Yeah. The... Park Sodam. She yes. was also in Parasite uh, was something people recently probably saw her in because she's done a lot of movies recently. So not as many dramas as she used to. And anyway, he, and the four princes. Yeah. Or like that. Yeah. So he starts just fixating on her for whatever reason. He doesn't quite know why and then decides it's love. And so it's a very much a sociopath, almost like what we are talking about. He fixates on her. He's not a, a killer. He doesn't murder people, but he doesn't feel sympathy when his his patients die or if he hurts people's feelings he's very abrupt you know he just doesn't care and so anyway so he fixates on her and they start a a romantic relationship and it's so good so so good and the leading man is Zhang Hyuk who I love in these kind of roles where there's just that deadness he can do like that dead eye thing so well yeah and it's just an exceptionally well done drama, just didn't have the ratings. And so just wasn't wasn't quite the right time for that. Uh the writer is the same person who did Designated Survivor, um, Monstar, Sek Kwan Scandal. Kwan Scandal. Yeah, I can't say that. We always call it S Scandal. I can't pronounce that stupid thing. So anyway, um, highly recommend, even with the limited episodes, it's totally worth watching and it has 14 episodes. So worth watching. Highly recommend. So I'm going to skip over one just because you were talking about the dead eyed look that Jung Hyuk can do so well. The other one who can do that really well is Song Joon Ki and in an innocent man he was so freaking fantastic oh I, yeah this this made me a sung jun ki fan for life because he was in the beginning such a sweet nice guy and he played it really really well you i mean i just loved him he was he, all sunshines and yeah, puppy dogs <laughs> totally and he uh sacrificed for other people um and he went to prison for the woman he loved in the and end then yes. she betrayed him and, then she and every him. ounce of his inner light just was diminished and, and so, so when he, he become like a escort yes so when he yeah. finally came back he just like was a disillusion and so but you could his eye acting is so good because you could see it like 
he would turn it on for his people and then they would switch like turn the frame and his eyes would just be dead um and even when he was trying to like woo the girl like and then they'd switch and he'd just you could see ice you know like he was so so good yeah um this was super toxic because you knew everything that she had done um to to harm him and then now he's back to to cause um, but no remember he wasn't with the girl though he the his girlfriend married someone else for money mm-hmm. an older gentleman and so he starts seducing her stepdaughter oh right yes yeah and so the but he still has a super toxic relationship with the stepmom where it's all like uh you know it, yeah it's it's very questionable whether he was over the stepmom uh, when he starts wooing the daughter <laughs> and there's a good part of the the relationship with the leading lady the daughter where he's he's not in love he's not yeah no he's out for he's revenge not, he's out there for revenge he doesn't care if he uses her he's heartless he does not care and and you can see it in his eyes and he is yeah and eventually, you know, eventually she softens his heart, but he's still cold through the whole thing. Like, it's never one of those where suddenly he's all happy and bubbly again. No, he's a changed person through the whole thing. But so good. So very, good. Very good. Yeah. And this was like early Song Joon Ki. So you see the amazing talent he has early mm-hmm. on with this. And it comes to fruition in a more recent drama, Vincenzo. Yes. Which we have to mention. And this is a drama where he, if I recall right, he doesn't stay with the girl. Like it's kind of an open-ended ending where he sends her a postcard. So, I mean, they haven't completely cut off their their communication, but he doesn't stay for that happily ever after moment. Right? He's really focused on, I mean, yes, because he's like a mafia guy. Again, we love our mafia romance. True. And he's a killer. He is a straight out killer. And I appreciate that they did not take that away from him once he came to Korea, because so often you see the dramas, especially older ones, where it's like, no, they have to be redeemed. There's there's no accepting that they are morally gray still. It has to be a total 180 where, oh, everything, killing people is bad. We don't do that anymore. You know, we're going to choose forgiveness and all that. Not this drama. Oh, no. He's a cold-blooded killer, and she loves him despite it. And he's, yeah, he's still, yeah. Yeah, he's true to his roots. He's... Well, and she was pretty morally gray too. I mean, yeah. she wasn't she wasn't the ethics police, let's just say that. <laughs> and I think that's part of what made it work, right? Is that yeah. like again, these flawed characters finding each other, like I I enjoy those dramas. And and it was too totally understandable where they didn't have that white fence 
like ending with those two. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're never going to get together, but they definitely weren't at a point in their lives where they were ready for that now. Right. And the drama was okay with that. And so was I. Okay. So. Then we have the next one under just the good, bad, and what the fudge did I just watch? I kind of feel like this is sort of what the fudge did I just watch was my yeah. lethal man. We have talked about this one as well. Um, yep. Wins the award for most original use of a tie. Um, Sexiest use of a tie. Yes. And original. I mean, there were lots <laughs> lots and lots of ways that you might use a tie. Um, but why was this so toxic and crazy? Um, I don't know. Because, like, he somehow falls in love with the girl that looks like his sister. His like, sister that just recently died. Died, yeah. I mean, I yep. think that that really checks the boxes. And she for... gets like a his her eye corneas transferred yes. into her, and he decides to use her in his revenge, and which doesn't always make sense. So he puts her in as his family because he's undercover, not as who he actually is. So he's saying she's the long lost heir rather than him. And then he's just her boyfriend. And then it all flip flops and everything. It's weird. It's it's pseudo incestuous. Let's just say that even though they're not related, it still feels totally pseudo incestuous. Oh, for sure. And we are totally there for it. (laughs) Well, and because she also looks like his I mean, like the whole thing is weird, but and toxic and um really messed up but yes we i mean i still like ate it up with a spoon so binged the daylights out of this show while flying back from portland that one is a great binge like if you sit and think about it too long oh yeah the flaws but if you're just in the mood for a straight through binge that is the go-to it is a good one yep all right, so those were kind of like more recent ones. Um, although yes. I guess Innocent Man wasn't really that recent, but it did lead us to talk about Vincenzo, which was more recent. Yes. So now let's talk about some classic toxic dramas. And these are all the ones where they weren't considered toxic necessarily when they aired. Yeah. Well, some some were, but not all of them. And But now looking back, you're like, oh, oh, that's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and one that I didn't put on the list, but that I wanted to while we are at it for the classic dramas is It's Okay, That's Love. <gasps> yes. That's a good one. Uh, it It is about a guy who's a famous mystery author and he hosts a, a radio show and he's kind of like, he he's a playboy. Let's just say that he's very much a playboy. And so he's on a panel with the psychiatrist who is Heisu, and they just like rub each other the long wrong way. And you think, oh, she's a psychiatrist. She must be mentally stable. No, <laughs> she has so many issues. And she lives with a bunch of people that have so many issues. And then she starts liking this guy who has so many issues. And it's, there's like a, I'm not going to say what his issue is, but there's a huge twist in the second half. And I will give him 
this that they were attempting to deal with more serious mental health concepts and they didn't just make them all for laughs like so often was done before this yes but I wouldn't say that they necessarily got all of excuse me no they didn't really the, nail it. I didn't like I they didn't do it to where it's very believable. It was very much a dramatic use of mental health issues for a drama and not reality. If that makes sense. For sure. And also uh, these two should never have dated. And it was um the actress was Gong Hyo Jin. Yeah. And I actually think it's one of her better roles personally. I loved her in this. Yeah. And of course, um we have uh, uh Joe and Sung was Joe and the, Sung. yes. We just watched him in moving. Yes. He was the dad. So to bring him, you know, to to kind of to to you know to be able to like see him over the years, like it's it's fun. But that this you're right, this was one that was um borderline, right? Like it wasn't yeah as toxic as some of the ones that we've just talked about or will talk about, but um, but it definitely had some issues. So that definitely again had to go flawed there. characters, right? Like yeah. we didn't have like the perfect. She wasn't perfect. He wasn't perfect. It was, um, yeah. And what's funny is, uh, the same writer wrote another one that is on our list of toxic dramas with Joe and Sung as the main lead. And that's the winter the wind blows. <laughs> yes. The same right script writer wrote both of these. Well, the winter the wind blows. Catfishing equals bromance <laughs> equals taking a bu- or abusing a blind girl. Like, and fake incest. <clears throat> oh, and fake incest. Yes. There is so many toxic tropes in this. And we ate it up. Oh my word. Oh, also, it's so it, pretty. It has Song Hyo Kyo. Hye Kyo, um, yeah, and, the blind, and she the was the lead in Glory. Shable. Yeah, she so, has a lot of toxic traumas as well. She does, but in this one, they are both very much flawed, damaged people. This is like, you know, the uh, Cho and Sung. Um, he pretends to be the long lost brother of this blind heiress. Um, yeah. played and that's played by um Song Hye Kyo and um so she accepts him oh it's yeah. my brother I love him I love him my brother he falls in love with her and they start being very touchy-feely in a non-sibling way while she still thinks that he's her brother like the majority of this drama she is falling in lust and love with this guy who she thinks is her brother. So that yeah. that I think that is one of the biggest squeaky aspects yeah. of it is she doesn't know. I mean, we know. He knows. She doesn't know. So it's a little like, oh, girl, you have problems. For sure. There should be a definite, you know, do not cross sign that it's not even entering your mind. But those all of that's not firing inside her head and of course he's catfishing her so i mean that that's not the way to start a romance Uh, and he's like kind of a scummy guy who's about to get murdered by mafia thugs if he doesn't get all this money yeah Yeah, he's a con man but Um, the outfits it was so pretty 
everything. And honorable so mention, Kim Bum is in this. Yes, um, yes. And again, it was always it's always lovely to see Kim Bum because because he's lovely. So he is lovely. I think that um, yeah, this was one that was, I mean, kind of crazy pants, right? Like oh yeah, like, like he's in love with his the woman that he he said is his sister. Yeah, and the sister is falling for him and it's true because she actually thinks she's he's her brother so yeah. she really is conflicted well i'm so, watching them stare at each other even though she's and blind. like yes other people watching them stare at each other that's like oh my word it's insane oh you know oh goodness but talking about siblings our next two also have sibling relationships. However, at least this time, they're step-siblings, um, which was kind of a popular trope back in those days, was mm-hmm. the whole falling in love with your step-sibling. And the first one is a Taiwanese drama called The Devil Beside You. Back in the day, like the actress um, that was in everything Taiwanese was Rainy Yang. She was in everything. She was like the it girl for Taiwanese dramas. And then Mike, he, uh, he and he's been around for a long time, but he was super popular um, back in the late 20, 25 to 2010. Right in there was like that heyday of that almost teen drama stage yep. where they weren't adults yet. And he is the the lead role. And he's kind of like a horrible entitled bully and he starts bullying her and then their parents get married, but he continues to bully her, but in more of a, more of a physical, not like full on sexy, sexy way, but more in a not just a bully way. Like he definitely noticed she's a female kind of way. Um, So it's just a very toxic drama all around beyond just the whole awkwardness of falling in love with your step-sibling which again is kind of a side-eye thing even here in the western countries but in asia it's very like not a thing that you want because just once your family your family kind of thing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah this was one that i haven't seen um yes i actually right i think you like it it's a it's a fun, toxic, mokshong drama and a perfect example of dramas from 2005. So <laughs> uh, I, it has all the, the fluffy hair and the girls with the side bangs and yeah, scarves, all of that. Lots of leather and t-shirts. So wow. It, it's an experience, but it had to go on the list because I remember thinking even at the time, oh, this is kind of toxic. And that was back when I was much younger and didn't look at it that way, the same <laughs> as I do now. So, Well, we have a lot on our classic toxic drama list. Um, so another toxic drama would be um, Love Rain. <laughs> oh my word and i remember how big this was back in the day with yuna and yeah. what's what was the guy's name well, he was, he was in a lot of you yeah he was in a lot of toxic dramas i feel like he is just 
the poster child for toxic dramas. And let me think who it was. It was uh, Jung Kyung Suk. Yeah, Jung Kyung Suk. Yep. And he was also in a drama that we're also going to talk about. Um, yeah. To the beautiful. Uh, you're you're beautiful, right? Yes, you're beautiful. And he was also out and Mary stayed out all night, which oh, was super yeah. toxic. Um, <clears throat> the one that's called Bellamy, but the oh, it was Pretty Boy or Pretty Man was the title it was going by back in the day. Remember where IU is the kind of the stalker? Yes. Yeah. And she was in love with this hot guy that she kind of stalked, but he was toxic in that. So, yeah. And he's kind of become less toxic in the more recent dramas he's done. But he did some lot of really toxic early dramas. I'm looking at like, um, so in Love Rain. Do you remember this one? I'm trying. I mean, I know I saw it. Where he and Yuna played the same role of the, their parents. Yep. And then so first that shows in the 70s. And they're their parents and they fall in love, but they have a falling out and they go their own different ways. And I believe it's the war that takes them apart or something like that. The Korean War. It can't be right. Because wasn't no, it, in the 70s? it wouldn't have been the Korean War. But I remember there was something that took them. Oh, the two friends develop feelings for each for the same girl. But he backs off because his friend confesses first and he didn't want to get into ruining that. And so he disappears. And um, so then fast forward to present day, the girl and guy meet each other. There's sparks, there's romance. They start having a forced cohabitation situation. And at the same time, the parents reunite and start a romance again between the parents, but the kids don't know it. And then it's like this big dramatic deal that they have to break up because of the parents' romance. So and... the main thing that I remember about this drama is that So and Gook was in it. Yes, this was his first dramatic role. He was like the third, like there was this guy friend group and he was like the third bestie that didn't have a female like love interest kind of thing. But he was like the goofball singer. Yeah, I just remember, like, I loved him even then. And And this was his first role, and he definitely caught everyone's attention. Yeah. And then Um, uh, soon after, he got 1998 as... Because we're bringing it up as a a toxic drama, but uh, notice that Soen Cook is in it, and uh, (laughs) and we're going to talk soon about... And this one is a great example of... um, those classic dramas where it's very dramatic like teeniest bit of comedy and there's like the dramatic romance the the thing that we can never overcome to be together but then they overcome it kind of thing so that was really good again toxic for the kind of bullying that happens between the two as well as the parent issues definitely parent issues yeah yeah you gotta love that you just can't love your step sibling. It's a no no. <laughs> I guess not. I mean, even though it happened like later, but yeah, that's crazy. Um, so that one is toxic because of the the family relationship. Yeah. 
And let's but, discuss to the beautiful you, since we are on the subject of that lead actor. The you're you're beautiful. Yes, you're beautiful. To, Sorry, yeah. to the beautiful you is the one where she goes up disguised as a guy for the yes, yeah. The I track get them confused because they came out around the same time and and same words. Beautiful in it. Yeah. Um. But yes. Yeah, so you're beautiful. That was the one that has Park Shin Hye. She is um a nun. And a wannabe a, nun. A wannabe nun. I don't nun. think she had fully no. She was taken like her vows yet. Right. She was. Uh, and uh, her brother is like an aspiring pop star. Or is a pop star, and he basically Disappears. they they need her to take his place because um, they're twins and look alike. <laughs> which right, and. Uh, but she ends up with in the band. And so this is when um, I had like second lead syndrome and third lead syndrome like crazy because I did not like the main lead. But, I like the main lead. <laughs> and I, didn't I was like a huge fan much. of the jerk and but, his voice. I love his voice. But I, I didn't forgive him anything him as like I definitely liked the others, but I didn't mind him as much when I saw it the first couple of times, because I actually loved this drama when I first watched Agreed. it. Then I watched it just maybe like two years ago, last year, something like that, um, with my son. And it was almost embarrassing because there's he's the- a bully. Like he's, he's an extreme bully. bully. My son was so offended and angry. Like he was just like, what is he doing? So there's a scene where um, he he she's like in the fountain looking for this lost ring and all along he has it and he doesn't tell her. And so she ends up looking for it and like all night long. And she's like, you know, getting ill because she's in the and as you know, it's a it's a drama. So, of course, you know, like if you get wet, you you get pneumonia or whatever it is. Um, so. It's just crazy that he was so rude and awful. And so watching it again, I was so aware of every little like toxic moment. Um, yeah, it's really toxic. In, but in a typical 2010 time period kind of way. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't considered that for the time period. People right, did not no. even bat an eye. Because, I mean, in comparison, like, you have Boys Over Flowers, where, you know, she basically... Yeah, which is, like, the most popular drama of the time. Right. And here he was, like, you know, uh, um, they, like, arranged for her to, like, to be attacked and um, sexually assaulted. And, I mean, like, that was horrible. Kidnapped. I mean, you name it, it happened in that drama. Um. But, you know, that was sort of... And then at, around the same time period, you had personal taste. Yeah. Again, that was also... Super toxic. Catfishing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. If, again, but back in the day, you know, it was like, oh, pretending to be gay to get close to a woman was just a story arc. It wasn't considered as horrific as it is now. Not to say it wasn't Ooh. horrific, but it was used in stories. You know, it wasn't like, oh, how could they do that? 
But now looking back, it's like, oh, that was not okay. Yeah, but I but you're right. It's sort of a, a sign of the time kind of thing, right? Well, like and I'm sure there's stuff that we watch now where 15 years from now, we're going to look back and be like, oh, yeah. You know, I don't know what it's okay. going to be, but it'll there'll be something because it seems like that's always the right. way of history is looking back and being like, oh, that could have been done more tastefully. Yeah. For so sure. let's see. Oh, um, goodness. Huh. The next one is was one of my favorites. I loved the show. Loved it. Love, 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 loved it. Flower Boy Ramen Shop about a teacher who starts dating her student. <laughs> um and opens a ramen shop after she gets does she get fired? She gets fired. But not for dating her student, for other reasons. She's just bad at her job. And so she she inherits and starts opening a ramen shop with a bunch of hot guys. All I and, remember is pillar. and uses their looks to sell ramen. <laughs> Nothing toxic about that. Um but at the time, like I ignored the obvious age issues because the main guy was just like so kind of cheeky, shable like oblivious i guess yeah. yeah what was his name um he was really famous as like the pretty boy for a long while well I he mean, was also in cinderella and the yes four nights oh goodness um i mean the main one i remember was pillar and because he i loved him but um... and i i even know his name i always get wrong Jung Il Woo. It's that I L right there. It always just goes out of my head. But Jung Il Woo was the main guy. And he played a super rich, kind of like F4 leading man who was the lead of like the bad boy, rich crew kind of thing. And he had to, um, he didn't know how to live without money ever. Like he's never had to go through any kind of hardship at all. And so this was all new like experiences for him, like having to eat ramen <laughs> or, or he was Chachi Sue. And there yeah. was like one scene where he got um, left and he was on a train station area and he didn't know how to, like get his way home because he couldn't deal with life without a credit card. Um, and so she's the older girl who kind of falls for him, even though he's a man child, but still kind of a child and their experiences going through opening this ramen shop and dealing with rich family members. And it was very funny. It is very funny, but that whole age difference thing is a lot more squeaky now that I have kids that age. And if like a teacher tried to like be like, oh, I'm going to date your teenage son because, you know, I'm quirky that way. I would well, have was issues. It biscuit and star candy. Like, wasn't yeah, that, also that was similar. But they didn't hook up until after he was out of school. This so one, he was still fine. in school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about. uh you know, you're so in good, uh, yes, problematic that. one in a moment, but, yep. um, yeah. So flower boy ramen shop. I remember, um, 
Oh, this guy, he was also in Night Watchmen. Yeah. Although that one wasn't him. toxic. That no. was just... I'm just had mentioning... so much potential and then yeah. was a little sad that that potential wasn't met. Uh, but he's like... Um, but he recently definitely... you would have seen him in like the Psalm Still the Fate. Good job. Yep. And and he's... It looks like he's working again now. He took a couple years off. He has like a, a health issue. Was it a brain tumor that's he had like always a, there? Yeah, he had like an aneurysm. Yeah. And before that, he was um he was the one that was in the car accident with Eamon Ho, like yeah. pre so pre boys over flowers issues. time. And then he and then he had like a brain aneurysm <laughs> or something. So yeah, he's had a lot of issues. Um so he's I'm glad also that in he's... Moon Embracing the Sun. Yes. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, Return to Ijume, which I enjoyed that one too. Same. Yep. Okay. Let's talk Heartless City and then we'll end on our, our best toxic script writer. Yes. Okay. Heartless City. Oh, what can we say about Heartless City? I feel like we've said a lot about Heartless City over the years. but I feel like people need to watch it so they understand. I don't feel like the newest crop of people have watched it as much. It's called Heartless City or Cruel City, depending on the place let me see right now it's on vicky and it's a drama with jung kyung ho and you wouldn't think that he could be like a sexy mafia boss but he is yeah and he falls in love with this girl who's gone undercover to kind of she's a brand new cop straight out of the police force and she's going undercover to like seduce him and take him down and then it ends up being like so many undercover people everywhere and all kinds of like makjong stuff. But it's really good, although the toxicity is like horrific. Like so much relationships with people not knowing who people really are. Yeah, I was going to say not like what we would recommend for your life choices, but certainly entertaining. Yes, highly entertaining. And there was like some really steamy moments. I remember back in the day, this was like the epitome of a steamy drama. Uh-huh. Yep. And he had the sexy back tack too. We like that too. Which was crazy, right? Because when you see him in other dramas, you're like, wait. He's what? so skinny. Yeah. But but he had that um charisma that was larger than life, which made it work. Yeah. And I he feel does. like that is like 80% of all of his roles. Uh-huh, for so, sure. Like he If you just able... see him, you're like, oh, he's the skinniest little skinny guy. <laughs> but he's able to like really like bring it to the st- yeah. to the screen. And so like you believe whatever role he's taking on. Also to this date, still one of my favorite OSTs is from that drama. It's it's, it's very good. It's very much a noir mystery drama so if you like noir crime this is definitely a show to go check out so now on to our final two classic dramas that are super toxic and let's talk about mask first because okay mask is one that i don't think as many people have watched like more people have watched secret which is going to be the other one 
because it has uh Ji Sung in it and he was very he's always been a popular actor. True. I feel like a lot more people have watched those dramas if that makes sense. I agree. Yep. But the the one we're going to talk about first is Mask and this was in 2015 and it stars Ju Ji Hoon and Park Suwei. So A is that how you pronounce it? Uh-huh. Park Suwei. Yep. And the premise is that this girl is the this poor girl is the doppelganger of this rich heiress who's married to Ji Hoon's character. It's a more a marriage in name only because they hate each other with absolute passion. And the brother-in-law, Jung Hoon, played by Young Jung Hoon, so sexy, is trying to put this doppelganger into her place because the real the real um wife has passed away and so he sees this other girl looking exactly like her and he's like well i'm not going to let anyone know she died and i'm going to put this other girl in her place and i have like he he lent her money to get her family out of out of debt and so he has um power over her to make her do whatever he wants and so he's like like the puppet master behind the family fortune right now and then the husband falls in love with the doppelganger and he suddenly doesn't understand how his wife is different and how they're having emotional feelings and so yeah that happens and there's so much mokshang and it's so crazy but it is so good and it's I'm really a- sad that this writer doesn't write anything anymore because her last drama was Time, which was the other one we were talking about where the the male lead had to leave because of the mental health issues. Right. But yeah, the, the she did Secret, Mask, and Time. So 2018 was the last time she wrote anything. Interesting. Yeah. Well- and what's interesting about this drama is it really did remind me um, when I was watching um, My Lethal Man, it reminded me of Mask a little bit because of that whole doppelganger thing. Um, but not as not as well done. No. I feel Mask was the epitome of a well done doppelganger much drama. much better done. Yeah. Yeah. And all of even the bad guys and the good guys and everyone, you were very invested in that show. So. I think, yeah. And the girl that had the giant wine glasses and she drank from a straw. Like, <laughs> so much of, iconic moments. Right, memorable characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. I highly recommend, out of everything on this list, like, if you want to watch a really good Mokshang drama, watch that one. I feel like it's a hidden gem and not many people have watched it. And let's see, you can find it on Vicky Kokoa. Or if you have SBS World. So and that might be a YouTube station, possibly. So um, I highly recommend. And then the last one we have talked about before, but we need to mention Secret. Yes. Same script writer as Mask, but so good. <laughs> it's really like I did a rewatch um, and it's just as. Like, yeah, we d- we rewatched like a year and a half ago and did it for the podcast so we have done a podcast on this episode somewhat recently 
So it's either secret or secret love, depending on, you know, where you're watching yeah. it. Um, and do we know who currently has it? It is on Vicky, Cocoa, and Apple TV. And so um, one thing to know is if you've been listening to the podcast, we often refer to the screechy, the screechy girl. Um, and so just to clarify, um, that that's Huang Jung Um. And she's not screechy in this at all. She's fantastic in this. Um, this drama also has Ji Sung, who is freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ida uh, Ida He is actually in this one as well. So it's it's interesting to kind of revisit because um, many of them have gone on and have other dramas. So. Um, Oh, but this one's super toxic. I mean, the whole idea is that basically he falls in love with a woman um, who he believes has um, is responsible for like the murder. Causing... Yes. Yeah. So he is um, consumed by this need for revenge because he learned that his lover was the victim of a hit and run accident. And so um, what really happens is that ah, kind of like an innocent man, um, the leading woman, the um, she takes the blame for her boyfriend, who was the actual hit and run driver. And so um, Ji Sung's character basically sets out to destroy her life. Um, and in the process, he falls in love with her. Like he, this is Stockholm syndrome, like almost reversed to a T. Like he totally is believing that she did all these horrible things, like through at least two thirds of the drama, but he doesn't care after a while because he is obsessed with her. Whether it's obsession, love, you know, I don't know, but but the feelings are there. <laughs> And and he's like a horrible, he's like physically abusive at one point when he lets his rage come forth right after he finds out what happened. Um, He like has her child taken away. He makes it so she doesn't get bail or like get um, released early. So she has to spend all of the time in her sentence. Then he stalks her afterwards like just obsessively stalking her until he falls in love. <laughs> and yeah, so it's it's a kind of crazy. It's really crazy. I mean, you can you can watch it and and really just also appreciate like the woman has like just the life that she has to go through and just um you know, her struggles, her challenges and so on. You could watch it for that too, but oh my gosh, this is like rip your heart out level of toxic romance. Um, and you know, it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, I really shouldn't be enjoying this, but uh, yeah, and am, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, so yeah, so. We highly acting, recommend. Phenomenal acting in this. Phenomenal acting. Yeah. And the directing and the music, everything is everything. perfection. Yeah. And so toxic. 
So watch it if you haven't and let us know if you also found it um, toxic yet addicting. Okay, so let's go into our final category, which is the Sangook toxic dramas, or as I call them, the toxic trifecta. Because he went through a stage where he played really interesting characters. He picked really interesting dramas, but the characters weren't always... They were toxic. Let's just say they were toxic. Whether it's because he's a man-child or because he's a sociopath or because he... Well, Smile, I Left Your Eyes is kind of a sociopath again. Yeah. But either way, you know, they're toxic. So we'll start with the first one is I Remember You and Hello, or also called Hello Munster. I love this drama so much. And don't get us wrong. We love all these dramas so, so, so much. I would recommend it to anyone. I can still accept it's toxic. This one has Park Bogum in it as well. And I loved him in this loved him in this so in gook as well you know it's interesting because there is like there is a female character but i always felt like the romance in this was nothing um well and that's kind of like the toxic part i'm like looking at it i'm like if you're not sure if the guy that's standing next to you is a sociopath or dash he has a sociopath serial killer as a brother Maybe this isn't the relationship for you. Sometimes love can't overcome all. I'm just saying so. Yeah. You know, and and so, and I think that is part of why I never really got invested in the romance part of this drama as much is because it just did not make sense why she would let all of these flags go with their relationship as it was. It's Jung Nara who was yeah. in this Um and, but I never watched this for the romance. I watched it because it's like these three. I mean, really, they're all sociopaths. Yeah, all like three of he, them are. He has the mind of a serial killer because he's like, you know, basically he just hasn't to... acted on it. He's like borderline. Yes. It's so good, though. But he um, has this like emotional connection much closer with these serial killers. One of them who's his brother than he does with the leading lady. And so that tells you kind of the toxic level of the show. But so good. We need to rewatch that sometime. I agree. I was just thinking it's that. It's been I, a while. It might be a good group watch. Like on the. Oh, uh, it would. We, we often do Discord group watches. So. I and we haven't a picked one. a new one recently. So. Do we know where this is? Um, is it Let on anything check. right now? Because that's the other thing. I know because I know the second one that we are discussing is not anywhere. So it makes it really difficult to tell people to go watch when it's not available. Uh, This one, it says it's on Apple TV, Ichi, and Vicky. Okay. Perfect. So those are where you can watch it. It'll be either Hello Munster or I Remember You. And again, so good. It's about so a good. Oh, we should probably tell the synopsis. It's yeah. about a genius profiler who returns home to Korea after something because he's had amnesia and something triggers a memory he thought he'd lost forever. And so he has a memory slightly of a brother. So he's searching for his brother. 
because when they were younger, a serial killer murdered his dad and his brother was kidnapped by a different serial killer (laughs) and raised by a killer. And so he's in search of his brother. And but he had had amnesia all these years. So he returns and his brother thinks he had just deserted him, that he had left him and he had been trained by a serial killer to get justice. It was like a vigilante serial killer situation, but still a serial killer. And so anyway, so he's in search of this serial killer who he thinks might be his brother or it might be him or he doesn't know. There's no knowing who the killer is, but they all are killers, really, deep down. So, yeah. So, if you want, uh, like, so many hot serial killers, go watch this show. And talk about Dead Eyes, Park Bo Gum. Oh, my word. He was so good in this. He was so, so good. Yes. Yeah. So, that is the first of Sam Gook's dramas that are toxic Which, by the way i just need to mention because park Bogum is like i i really love him i think he's really really good um and one of the so the winner of our um you know one of the winners at least i brought back from korea a passport cover that has park Bogum on it uh as well as some other park Bogum like uh stuff so um, that's included in one of the winner's packages. Yes. Just have to mention it because I love Park Bogum. Also, he was the piano player on, uh, is it Taeyong's most recent um, song that he put out? Have you seen really? it? Yeah, I have not seen that. I'm going to have to see that. Seal uh, Kita showed it to me last night um, and it's so good. So I How did look- I miss that? Um. I don't know. <laughs> There's been so many releases recently. So going to have to look it up because. So I'm looking at our next drama, High School King of Savvy. And I'm saying that it is free on Tubi, which is kind of like um just one of those catch all free apps that you can watch various shows on says Apple TV with a subscription and Ichi for free. So maybe it's on Ichi. Let me see if it's in specific. I'm not seeing it on Ichi. I'm not seeing it on Ichi. Hmm. Because I see a page for it. Oh. But the actual drama stuff isn't there. Oh, it's unavailable in my location. So, okay. So look around for it in your area. If you have a VPN, search around, see if you can find it. High School King of Savvy on Ichi. Maybe we can find out where it's available with a um, with a VPN to let people know so they can watch it. But that's the next one we're going to talk about because um, I've always had a little bit of an issue with this one. Uh... <laughs> I can see why the issue is there. I He's Happily a high school student it. who is, is dating a, a woman who's a lot older. Who doesn't know that she's dating him. Until later, when she absolutely knows that he's okay. a high school student. I tried the Tubi app, and it is available on Tubi. And that's T-U-B-I. I have the app on my smart TV. I know it's on, I can, I have the app on my phone. I watch a lot of classic film on that app. 
So I did not know it has K-dramas, but it does. So Tubi, High School King of Savvy. It is available to watch now for free. <laughs> All right. So it is about this younger brother who has a hot older brother who looks exactly like him. His older brother is like a genius um, finance person. And he's coming back. He's been living in Germany and he's coming back to take this job for this big conglomerate company in their finance department. The problem is, is he's running late for unknown reasons in Germany. So he texts his brother and calls his brother and says, hey, little brother who's in high school and is like, uh, he's like a hockey star. Why don't you go take my place in this job? All of my apartment, it's all set up for when I move there. My clothes are there, everything. Go get my clothes and fake being me until I get there and take over because again they're identical they look exactly alike so of course you know the the kind of himbo little brother is like sure i'll do that for you bro and so he goes and uh is now the new head of this office and he ends up having to work there much longer than expected because his brother his brother got arrested or it was something like that. So the brother couldn't come right away. And so he's here stuck impersonating his brother in this job um, just because that's he said he'd do it and he's not overly bright. And anyway, along the line, there's this part-timer. She's kind of a very awkward female lead. I would give her an award for probably being the most awkward <laughs> female lead of any drama I've ever watched. But I not I don't dislike her. She's just very awkward. Like, uh, introverted nerd with weird quirks, I guess is a good way of explaining her. And they fall for each other. So she... For whatever realize, for whatever reason, himbo men child is like her thing, and they fall in love. And even after um, <laughs> she finds out his age, there's some, there's at least I will give it that she had some issues with the age thing, and that tried to stay separated, but they couldn't, and so they end up getting married. They just get married, even though he's young, and she gets him through high school. So I mean, when you say it like that, it's so it's so icky. However, it it's so in Gook, and he does again. He's a great actor, and he really does a great job with this. Like, well, and I have to say, it's not like it's that unheard of. Like my best friend in high school, she um was not as into studies and stuff, and when she was younger, she dropped out for a while of school, and she ended up marrying a guy that was 20 when she was 16 like they had to get the parents permission and everything but she also got married very young and so like you know that was just her life and they had a relationship eventually they did end up divorced uh it was a while later it wasn't an immediate divorce or anything um but there were other issues and but it happens you know i'm Whatever I think about it, it does happen. It's not, I don't think it's as uncommon as we would like to pretend it is. I mean, it is uncommon that somebody would, um, you know, 
pretend in, to be their older pretend brother pretend to and be see- their older brother fall in love with somebody and then i mean i just can't like the, those moments where yeah like but we just, the age she discovers it the like, age range thing i'm not saying that doesn't happen is yeah, what i meant i'm fine with age range i'm i'm not <clears throat> fine with she had to help him through high school but you know okay Although I do appreciate that they did discuss all of the big issues and that was the solution they came up with, whether it would be the solution I came up with, maybe not, but they did discuss the issues. They didn't just say, oh yeah, we're going to do that time jump that they usually do. They're like, no, we don't want to be apart. We're going to just work on this as an unconventional relationship. Um, well, in Flower Boy Ramen Shop, he goes off to the military and then comes yeah, back, right? And, like, and in um, I Can Hear Your Voice, he gets amnesia for two years. <laughs> so usually, I mean, the, the, I at least appreciate that there was a conversation because in so many of those other dramas, there's not even a conversation about the age. True. Relationships that come up in dramas. So kudos to them for that. Had some of the steamiest kisses ever. It was a very steamy romance. It was. And and they did keep it like PG. It wasn't like they were off having sexy times all over the place. Okay, the last one. The smile has left your eyes. Totally toxic drama. 100%. But also really, really good. It's uh, It's actually, there's a Japanese drama. Which is even more toxic. So in this drama, uh, So and Guk is the male lead. His name is Kim Mu Young, and he he's has a little a for- bit of a sociopath. Yeah, he has a forgotten <laughs> past. He meets and falls in love with Jung So Min. Um, her name is actually Yu Jin Kong in this show, but it's played by Jung So Min, and she initially has a pretty negative impression of him, but later, um, well, he seduces her. Yes. Because she's a challenge. She has an older brother who suspects that, and he's a like a police officer, like a homicide detective. He thinks that Mu Young probably has is a killer, sinister. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then it gets even more complicated because Mu Young regains his memories and helps him try to find the um, answer to his father's death so yeah but oh so gorgeous and probably one of the best performances by both of them it's really i mean yeah they're both really really good in this so and and drama geek does not love toxic dramas like we do and it was one of her favorite dramas she watched last year so that tells you how good it is all right thanks for joining us we'd love to hear what you thought about this episode You can reach us at Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say. And we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster.